NLP as a field of study has emerged out of modeling, modeling excellence. What do you mean by modeling excellence? Modeling excellence means tomorrow, let's say there is a there is an Olympic gold medalist who has won, like Usain Bolt. If you want to develop youngsters to win Olympic gold medals, we need to go and model excellence. What are their thinking patterns? What are their language patterns? What are their belief structures? What are their behavior patterns? What are their strategies? Uh, what are their uh, what are the kind of environments that they adopt to? What are the body posters that they use? So it's all about modeling. So NLP began as a field of study by Richard Bandler and John Grinder, modeling the top psychologists or therapists in the United States during that part of time. Welcome to Intensify Humanity podcast. We bring the stories of ordinary human beings with extraordinary journeys. They have been grinded through life in terms of extreme challenges, guilt, shame, and things people cannot even imagine. All because they made a choice or decision in life. They are literally not just inspiring, but intensifying humanity through unconventional ways to such an extent that other human beings are inspired and pushed to live to their highest potential in life. I, Sundata Sarkar, your host today, will bring about the story of one such human being. I hope you find this episode inspirational. A little boy who at a tender age washed dishes at hotels and started selling bananas to earn for his family who took every challenge in life as a next step towards a better life, who understood the importance of human behavior and human psychology very soon in life to become one of the top behavioral scientists and NLP trainers in India, with having trained over 1 lakh people, bringing people out of their depression, anxiety and lifestyle disorders. This human being is busting the myths about how we think, how we behave and why we behave the way we do, and also about the misconceptions about NLP techniques in the world. This human being is not just training people, but transforming their lives as well to the highest possible extent, thus intensifying humanity at his level best. He is none other than Muhammad Rafi. So hello Ravi and welcome to my show, Intensify Humanity. It's really good to have you here. Thank you so much, Som. <laughs> it's a pleasure to do this uh, show. So, Rafi, to begin with, uh, let me ask you the first question. You are a behavioral scientist and one of the top NLP trainers in India. How did your journey start and what made you go for NLP rather than any conventional uh, streams? When I, was, uh, when I was in my college, I, uh, to be very honest, I was, uh, I was somebody who was not a very studious boy, right? And my attendance percentage kind of was, was less and, and I didn't know how to crack interviews. So uh, I happened to uh, come across this particular thing called NLP uh, from one of my teachers in Kerala by the name Professor Thomas. Uh, he, was, he was one of the pioneers of NLP in, uh, in the state where I come from, Kerala at that point of time. So I learned uh, this particular concept from him. I applied it with myself for almost an year and all the concepts which he taught. And then uh, at the end of the final year of my college, I got like four to five offer letters. 
so that was a that was a big 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 turning point in my uh, life and i also helped many of my friends in my college to to prepare for the interviews and prepare the cvs and uh, set their minds and and many of my friends also got helped and they also were able to get jobs so uh, that was the beginning actually and then i joined one of the companies uh, in uh, kerala uh, which was a british company and uh, within a span of 3 uh, to 4 months i got an opportunity to uh, go to uk uh as part of an online project uh, i was i was one of the youngest uh, members from i was in fact the youngest members of the team i was just 20 at that point of time uh when they selected three people out of a group of almost 150 people after uh interviewing and reviewing 150 people who had had like 7 years 10 years experience i was the only fresher in a group of three people who they sent to uk to transition a, a project and when i went there uh, the company gave me training there also i had uh, i had encountered nlp elements in the trainings which the company had provided so i was thinking like hey this is this is something which is following me rather than me following it so this was like kind of a hinge and i came back to india i trained uh, i i uh, had the opportunity to train my team also so we came back to india and i became the youngest assistant manager Uh, in the company globally uh, uh, in the uh, organization at a very very young age uh, possibly when i was 21 i became a manager and uh, then my team was the top performing team for almost uh, one year continuously and i was a top performer for 12 months again so i applied all the tools which i learned uh, in my college and in the uk and then i started reading i started researching and i started applying with my team members and i I started seeing results and there was wonderful feedback which was given to me by my own uh, team members who had lots of work experience who have worked in big multinational companies like GE or HSBC so they came back and said rafi your your training is amazing you are able to make a difference to our thinking patterns uh, you are able to make a difference in our uh, beliefs our behaviors so i said wow there is there is something inside me where where i can also bring a transformation to others that's the moment it clicked to me that uh, this is the field that i need to get into and uh, because i was the breadwinner of my family my father was very sick uh, he had a fall from the stairs and he had an internal head injury when i was studying in college uh, so i had to actually uh, work as part time i had i had uh, been a cleaning boy i, I washed plates cleaned toilets so i i had to uh, take money for my education loan and also take care of my family so that was something which made me strong internally and uh, those phases taught me a lot in life so i was the breadwinner of the family as well so it was just a salary of that time way back in 2003 4 i am talking it was uh, 8000 rupees we used to receive and i had to manage a family of four people with house rent and my sister was studying i had to take care of her education then my uh, education loan i used to pay like monthly 1000 rupees 1500 rupees my education loan then my house expenses my father's treatment everything was was like in 8000 rupees we had to manage uh, it was like neck to neck by the end of the month i had to take like some 2000 rupees from some of my friends uh, but but that was that was uh, 
they say right uh, something uh, in our in our native language in kerala they say teel kurutad veilath vaadilla which means something that sprouted in in heat or in fire uh, will not get dried up when the sun comes so i kind of <laughs> got an opportunity at a very young age to to get sprouted in in fire so uh, and and uh, <clears throat> so yeah i i realized that this is my passion but i couldn't leave my uh, job or get into it immediately because i was the breadwinner i had my education loan to be closed so i parallelly started uh, during uh, weekends to teach in schools and in and uh, different training centers i began my career parallelly and i started upgrading my skills and learning with different other teachers and started doing workshops parallelly along with my work and that gave me a lot of confidence and uh, after working for almost four and a half years i quit way back in uh, 2008 uh, it's almost like 11 years ago i quit and i started my full time uh, training career so that is my uh, beginning when i started i was very very young so even even today i'm like as i'm talking to you i'm 36 years of age uh, so i was very young i was i was probably 24 25 when i started my training career uh, so that was that was a, a very interesting thing because many people told me that hey you are a small boy who would who would accept you as a trainer uh, but more than uh, more than people's comments my self belief uh, was that the challenges that i have gone through in my life and how i overcame it how i managed my family at a very young age for like successfully for four and a half years how i developed a team uh, from zero to be the top performing team and consistently maintained it for one year and uh, my uh, my journey with transforming people within the company and outside the company all that gave me the confidence that it's not the age what matters what matters is the results and the self belief that an individual has and that's something that i want to share with everyone who is listening this audio you may be a 20 year old you may be a 25 year old some people think that hey they are very old right some people think that age mein kya karna hai i am like already 60 50 so uh, age is never a matter whether you are uh, whether you are young age or you are 20 15 25 30 or you are like 60 70 whatever the age doesn't matter uh, your experience your skills and your self belief and your genuine intent to bring a difference in the lives of people that's what matters is what i believe uh, so when i ventured there were so many soft skill trainers i also used to do soft skills because those days nlp was just being like what you say it was not very uh, common uh, people were not aware about it so uh, selling nlp was a challenge initially so uh, i i happened to Uh, do soft skill programs also but everybody after some time what i realized was there were so many people uh, who just knew english started training uh, coming into the training industry so i didn't want to become one amongst them that's when slowly over a period of time i transitioned into a exclusive or a specialist nlp expert and a behavioral scientist and in nlp i wanted to make a niche i wanted to make a difference many people were doing knowledge transfer of nlp that's when i said hey knowledge transfer alone is not going to make a difference how do i bring a a change in the lives of people a visible transformational change right a visible change which people can see and feel and experience and it is sustainable so i started working with challenging cases 
that was that was kind of an initial challenge which I took. Uh, working with challenges cases with people who have had depression, people who were like bankrupt in their business. So I took it up as a challenge and I turned it around. So that gave me the confidence and that gave lots of positive reviews and that gave uh, lots of referral businesses, uh, which in fact gave me the confidence to focus and make uh, business coaching and therapy as my two niche areas, two of my core expertise areas. And then I learned with 20 international masters in NLP, including the co-creator of NLP, Dr. John Grinder. I did my train the trainer with him. Uh, I learned with James Ekelos. I learned with Anthony and Freddie Jackman. So I've learned with more than 20 international masters. Uh, so uh, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith was number one leadership coach in the world. So I've, I've learned with more than 20 international masters. So this has been my journey. This is, this is how I I began, this is how I uh, transitioned in my journey. And this is where I am today. I'm training in like eight cities across India. We do the maximum number of workshops uh, in NLP and peak performance and hypnosis uh, across India. Worked with more than 100 corporates, trained more than one lakh people. And we do it outside India. We do it in four other uh, cities as well. We do it in Dubai, Abu Dhabi. We do it in Qatar, Sri Lanka. Next year, I'm launching in Australia. So this is this is my uh, work experience. Wow, uh, Rafi, your journey has been full of ups and downs. Like at such a tender age, you were the breadwinner of the family. You were washing dishes. And even after so many challenges, you were selected uh, out of 150 people to, in the top three to be selected and sent to UK for the learning program. I mean, commendable. This is not just an inspiring story, but of course, people out there who are thinking Ki, at this age, what can I do? And, you know, just like you mentioned, age is just a number. And, the, and a very important point, I would say that you mentioned about self-belief. Like if you have self-belief, you can win the world. It's a very, very important point. And your story definitely depicts that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So if you allow me, I will also tell you one more story, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's it's not my life story. I will tell a story. I don't know whether in the show stories are uh, stories are allowed or not. But but uh, this this one story which my mentor uh, Rajamurthy sir, I am indebted to two people. There are two of uh, out of more than twenty international masters that I've learned with. Uh, two people I'm really really indebted to. One is a gentleman by the name of Sir Rajamurthy. Uh, Rajamurthy sir is a is a magician. Uh, he's an illusionist. He's possibly uh, Asia's top five leading close-up illusionist and is definitely India's number one close-up illusionist. And uh, another person is a gentleman by the name James Sakalos. James Sakalos is Australia's number one NLP trainer. He's the founder and creator of a field of study called Spiral Somatics. Uh, so uh, these two people uh, have been my my mentors personally and uh, they have played a big role in uh, shaping me up and i'm i'm very grateful to my mentors uh, rajamurthy sir used to sell a story right there was once a dog which was a very fast dog in a particular village he was he was the fastest he had won many races he can he can defeat anybody in running and one day there was a small rabbit which was standing there and and the dog uh, told the rabbit let's have a race and if I defeat you, I'm going to catch you and I'm going to eat you. Uh, the rabbit said, no, no, I don't want to race with you. I know that you are the fastest. Please leave me. 
and and the dog was like, no, no, you can't just go like that. You have to race with me because people say that you are very fast. But the hares are very fast, right? The rabbits are like really fast. So the rabbit again pleaded for its life, but the dog was not willing to give it up. And the dog just pounced on the rabbit and said, come on, let's start. And the rabbit started running and the dog chased the rabbit. And the rabbit was in the front and the dog was in the back. And the, and the rabbit kept running and kept running and the dog, dog chased it and chased it. It was, it was like almost it caught the rabbit and the rabbit would jump. And, and then it chases. And after some time, the dog just starts gasping for breath and it just stops and, and dog asks the rabbit, okay, I lose. And it just gasps. And the, and the dog asks the rabbit, tell me one thing. I knew that I'm faster than you, but today I couldn't catch you. How did you win and how did you run faster than me? And the dog asks the rabbit. The rabbit looks at the rab at the dog and says, you ran for fun and I ran for life. Wow, that was quite a story. And yeah, I ran for life. Many people today come to me saying that okay, I want to become trainer. So <laughs> I didn't run for fun. I ran for life. So yeah. <laughs> that makes complete sense. So when you are drowning, if you want success like that story, okay. then you do it for life. And something yeah. which you do it for life, of course, you win in that. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing this wonderful story. Pleasure is mine. Pleasure is mine. I, I was just telling you. Yeah. I also teach storytelling, how to influence people, how to get people's limiting beliefs off. Uh, I also do a storytelling workshop, Art and Science of Neurohypnotic Storytelling. Uh, that's a two-day workshop apart from NLP. It's one of the behavioral uh, aspects which I coach people on. That's brilliant. I'm sure people who are looking uh, to work in that genre can definitely benefit from this two-day workshop. Thanks for sharing that too. So Rafi, my next question is, it has been a controversial talk that NLP is not so effective against other practices and treatments in like of the medical field. Why did this controversy arise and what do you think about it? See, very simple. There are uh, NLP founders, John Grinder and Richard Bandler, right? When they began to develop NLP, even, even today, John Grinder, somebody asked John Grinder, is NLP scientific, right? Uh, I'll be very, very upfront and I will not beat around the bush. If you go to Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia says NLP is a pseudoscience, right? So John Grinder told very clearly, we are not into the business or we are not taking our time to look into how things works. We are more interested in what works. So NLP, John or Richard never claimed it to be a science. Number one, NLP as a field of study has emerged out of modeling, modeling excellence. What do you mean by modeling excellence? Modeling excellence means tomorrow, let's say there is a there is an Olympic gold medalist who has won like Usain Bolt. If you want to develop youngsters to win Olympic gold medals, we need to go and model excellence. What are their thinking patterns? What are their language patterns? What are their belief structures? What are their behavior patterns? What are their strategies? Uh, what, are their, uh, what are the kind of environments that they adopt to? What are the body posters that they use? So it's all about modeling. So NLP began as a field of study by Richard Bandler and John Grinder, modeling the top 
psychologists or therapists in the United States during that part of time. So some of the initial people that they modeled was a gentleman by the name Fritz Perls, who was the founder of Gestalt Therapy. Then they modeled a wonderful therapist, a family therapist, or a relationship therapist, a person by the name Virginia Satyar, Satire, right? Uh, Virginia Satire. And then they modeled uh, the greatest Milton Erickson, uh, the man who transformed lives traveling in his wheelchair. So uh, NLP as a result of modeling is, is the outcome of NLP. NLP is nothing but all the patterns that you see today in NLP, whether it be an anchoring, whether it be a swish pattern, whether it be a uh, figure of eight pattern, uh, whether it be uh, any model, submodality shift, mapping across, any patterns in NLP today is a result of modeling. So, and as it is a result of modeling, it's a subjective experience of excellence. And as it's a subjective experience of excellence, it is something which is practically done by somebody over a period. So who is a model of excellence? A model of excellence is someone who can replicate the same results consistently over a period of time, adopting a particular pattern that is called a model of excellence. Now, the claim that NLP is not as successful as some of the other fields is basically false. The reason I will tell you. Today, if you look at the number of people learning psychology and learning NLP, it is 50% more people are learning NLP than psychology. So if it is not effective, then how do you think people are learning it? Point number one. Point number two, there are people who have been to multiple psychologists, psychiatrists, and not got results, have come to me personally. I can, I can give at least 100 people's reference if you want, bare minimum, right? Who have come out of the challenge and been able to live joyfully ever after. So to be, uh, to be honest, right, there, there happened to be, this is, this is my understanding also, there happened to be a kind of uh, possibly uh, an ego clash between the psychology world and the NLP world. Like who's better, right? And uh, so that's, that's the beginning. And, and psychology didn't approve NLP as a part of psychology initially. But to, in many parts of the world, NLP models or NLP patterns are a part of psychology course curriculums because they could not ignore NLP. You can ignore something for a long time, but something that works, you cannot ignore it for a long, long time, right? So it is like that. And, and there are many claims that NLP is a substitute for medicine or, or English uh, treatment, which is something which I wouldn't agree with. English medicine has got its own space and NLP is never a substitute for it. There are many people who make false claims that they can cure cancer through NLP, right? There are many people who are making these false claims out in the world. So that's an absolute false claim and, and that's something which shouldn't be promoted at any given day. NLP aids or NLP uh, adds as a adds a momentum. It's a catalyst. So along with your uh, chemotherapy or along with your other treatments of cancer that you take, you take NLP therapy along with it. It adds uh, momentum to the uh, healing of the individual. There are some of the psychosomatic cases. 
for example sometimes allergies people come with allergies uh, and and uh, it's a psychosomatic reason uh, sometimes pains like migraines it's a psychosomatic reason so nlp can work with psychosomatic problems to a great extent psychosomatic means the psychology of the individual affecting their body but it's not a substitute for all medical conditions let's say that you meet with an accident and you break your bones uh, and an nlp therapist cannot fix it if somebody is making a claim like that it's it's absolutely that person has to be sued that's what i think right so it's not a substitute for all medical treatments it can be a wonderful tool or a powerful tool for many of the psychosomatic problems how i am saying this is from my experience of working with people this is great you have cleared the air of controversy in such simple words and i totally agree because i have seen myself people coming out of their problems just within you know few days after practicing the techniques after going through that process and yes thank you so much for clearing this air so beautifully thank you so much pleasure is mine pleasure is mine regarding that it intrigues and interests you to study and analyze human behavior in all these years of practice and training what is the most thought provoking and unbelievable incident or finding you have come across among the human beings what is the most thought that's that's a very interesting question i i i will have to ponder over all the 1 lakh people that i've trained right it's uh, what's the most thought i do, i just don't want to give an answer just like that because it's a very very uh, interesting question can i share two three experiences if not what yeah sure please go ahead there was there was one case which which i could which i could think of right uh, the first one that comes to my mind very recently uh, last year 2018 this was a gentleman who who has been in corporates working for like more than more than 30 years in corporates a very experienced senior professional at the level of coo in a corporate uh, he had a smoking habit for 30 years so he used to smoke like four packets of cigarette every day four packets okay and and that were very expensive cigarettes so he was in the workshop one of the days and and he told that rafi i don't think that i can i can quit my smoking ever i've tried multiple times and i don't think that i can uh, quit ever after like one or two months i restarted so i was like okay there's like 40 cigarettes a day uh, somebody i've i've worked with people who smoke like five cigarettes 10 cigarettes and uh, it's taken like two three days for them to leave and things like those but this was a very very first time i said okay i'll i'll take it up as a challenge i said okay let's work on this and i worked with him and uh, there was one particular element which which i triggered right uh, he started smoking and not because he wanted to smoke it was primarily a reason to be accepted amongst his friends in college who were all very rich friends or who were very affluent or they were kind of so it was it was basically a self esteem issue so i triggered that thought and that's something which uh which i got as a trigger when i went deeper and that was very pro- thought provoking for me because somebody starting to smoke for self esteem uh, and that's a moment where i realized this could be the thing for many people it may not be just for this individual uh, his name is anan anan has as very uh, happily uh, asked me to share his experience and his name with people 
because he said if it can help people then it can uh, it it is something which he will also be very happy with so and i worked with him and then uh, i triggered his self esteem back to life and uh, we mapped the self esteem to transforming lives uh, rather than smoking if he transforms lives of people his self esteem would be much more than smoking so we used an nlp couple of nlp uh, methodologies and uh, 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 he was he was something so how did you how do you feel i asked when you transform likes so he said i'm i'm like a lion so this is what his exact words is he felt i'm like a lion this what he said right so i i at that moment anchored that element of lion into him and mapped that self esteem of he doing something much more meaningful than smoking cigarettes and and anan shahidi the following day this was in in uh, delhi when we were doing the workshop in august 2018 he quit he next day morning while he was traveling from the apartment where we were staying to the hotel when hotel where we were doing the program uh, there was a couple of other batch bits of hours also on the way out of nowhere he stopped the car inside his car he had almost 3 4 packets of cigarettes all very expensive imported cigarettes he picked all those cigarettes tore those cigarettes and put it into a handkerchief and gave it to one of my students the gentleman's name was ram and there was also another student of mine dr ankush in the uh, in the cab uh, so this is a video which people can see if they go to our youtube channel magic of change and anan had asked them to put it in the dustbin so uh, this happened in august 2018 and anan sent me a message couple of months ago stating that rafi this is my first anniversary i have not touched cigarette ever since then and he said i did not know what did you do but i never have the feeling also to smoke even one cigarette it was not like i have had an urge and i have not smoked but i never even had a feeling to even smoke one cigarette so that was one of the most thought provoking things because the moment you trigger an individual's behavior and a, and a, and map it to something that's more connecting with them and more meaningful with them it can even get rid of issues which people have been going through for like 30 years that's one of the most thought provoking things which i can uh, think about uh, the second thing which i can uh, which i can think of is uh, is a lady who had uh, allergy all over her body for like uh, almost 15 years uh, she has had this problem uh, she was from uh, chennai uh, her name is Uh, salaba so uh, why i am mentioning this names is because people have given me the permission to use their names because they said some of them don't want to share their names some of them are okay to share their names so salaba said sir if if this helps people then awesome so you can go ahead and share my experience so uh, she had been to multiple uh, skin doctors ayurvedic and she supplied multiple medicines and and it didn't go so somewhere i i i was like working with her and uh, i did not know that she had this allergy i was working with her for her anxiety issue and uh, while i was working with her on the anxiety issue she told me about this allergy so i was like i have never worked with allergy uh, till that time to be very honest this was 2014 right 2014 2015 so milton erickson says if if necessity is the mother of invention then playfulness is the father so a playfulness means 
uh, a coach, a trainer, a mentor, a therapist uh, should be always willing to experiment and be playful. Uh, go out of the conventional thought process because if we don't go out of the conventional thinking process, then we can't discover anything new. So, so I did not know what to do with her allergy, right? I did not have experience. So I asked her, did you take medicines? Did you take treatment? So she said, yes, sir, I've, I've been taking medicine and treatment and, and nothing is working. I don't know why it is. So then I went into the uh, patterns, right? NLP is all about patterns. So our life is also all about patterns. Patterns is nothing but uh, if something happens once, it's an incident. Twice could be a coincidence. If anything that happens more than twice, there is a definite pattern in it. And patterns don't lie usually. So uh, I was just checking. I was just talking, 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 talking. And then I realized she gets allergies when she goes through a particular experience or when she's in the presence of a particular people. To be very precise, her father. So when she has a conversation with her father or when she's in the presence of her father, that's when this thing comes into her body. So we triggered it. And then we discovered that there is deep anger which is stored inside her brain or mind against her father. So through a couple of therapeutic intervention, we got rid of that image, that feeling and made her forgive her father and set this as a programming, reprogrammed her mind, reprogrammed her unconscious. And Shalaba saw me in 2000. 19 February when I was in Chennai, she said, sir, in the last four years, my allergy has never even occurred once. So that was again, very thought provoking, right? Sometimes we search for post to pillars to solutions, but we don't realize that something that we are carrying within us is the problem. So that was very, very, very thought provoking for me. So that day onwards, I, I got an insight into how to work with allergy. But if I had not, if I had just given it up, I would have never been able to help Salaba or after that, I would have at least 50, 60 people with allergies alone. So this is the very interesting thing, right? So this is another thought provoking uh, thing, which I can, which I can think about. The third is, which I can think of is, uh, is about a sports person who I am coaching, uh, who plays for a particular state team, who's a cricketer. I do not want to mention name because of our professional reasons, because of the agreement that we have had. So this person was not performing uh, at all in his uh, arena for the past couple of years. So there are multiple reasons to it. He believed that he couldn't clear boundaries. He, he thought that he couldn't play long innings. He thought that he cannot uh, stay in the crease for a long time. So all these thoughts uh, was, was going through inside his head. So I triggered the thought and I uh, went back into a moment in his childhood when he was very young, when he was almost 13 years of age. Uh, I brought an incident where he ran almost 20 kilometers on the street in hot sun without stopping, uh, which, which was an incident which he narrated to me. And uh, we, we brought that incident into life uh, because NLP is all about using one of the things about NLP is using the resources which are already there within you and utilizing those resources effectively, right? 
the job of a coach is to identify the resources which lies within an individual and then utilize those resources very effectively. So every individual has got reference points inside their brain or inside their mind. So I used this reference point. I coached him and I uh, trained him in a couple of peak performance exercises, conditioned his mind. I made him to model a particular batsman. We, we watched that particular player's videos and we uh, did something called implicit modeling. And the next day, this boy went to his native place. He started playing in the nets. And the other kids who were there or the other people who were there in the nets, they were asking him, hey, are you emulating this particular player? And he said, no, no, I'm not emulating this particular player because I told him specifically not to tell it to anybody. But the magic is people started observing with just one day's coaching how powerful implicit modeling can bring a difference. So he sends me a video after four days. Sir, thank you so much for the most profound change that you have brought in me, which, which I personally call Magic of Change. That's the name of our company and our program. And he said, it was truly magical. I couldn't believe I've scored my first double century. I'm 205 not out in a four-day match. So that was, that was like very, very, very insightful. Just one day's coaching can transform somebody from a who's never scored even a, a, a hundred to score like two hundred and five uh, straight away is a big, big, big insight. So the individual, every human being has got massive potential within them. That's why one of the presuppositions of NLP says you have all the resources within yourself. It's just that many times they don't see it, or they think it is the 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 power is with some guru. The power, it's, it's with some Swami, right? And they go to gurus and they go to Swamis. What these gurus and Swamis do, they make you followers. They don't want to empower people, right? They don't show the power that is lying within people. We show the power which is, which is lying within you. That's the major difference. And, and help you discover the power which lies within you and give you tools and methodologies to enhance that power. So every, this has been, this is, this is like, Three things which I can think of. They're like umpteen things which comes to my mind. But these three are like something which, which came to my mind right now. And, and that's why I thought I will share with you. These gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it is truly magical or miraculous. You can say 40 cigarettes, allergies and double century within a day. I mean, really, th this is possible. This is really, this is not just thought-provoking, but unbelievable incident as I was asking in the question itself. So thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure lots of myths have been busted by now. Yeah. A lot many people. One more, one more, one last thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I have to mention this. This, this probably is the first one I had to say. All right. <laughs> okay. There is a boy who came to me with anxiety and depression, a 26-year-old boy. Uh, he was he was under medications. He had been to like two, three psychologists and a couple of psychiatrists. And I coached him, mentored him, helped him come out of the medications, uh, help him lead a happy life. And after that, uh, he wanted to achieve something extraordinary, right? So I sent him to one of my uh, teachers, who's a martial artist teacher. The gentleman's name is Dr. Joseph. He's popularly known as Indian Bruce Lee. So this young boy told me, this 26-year-old boy told me, uh, Rafi said, I want to do some ex something extraordinary. Can you program my mind? 
I said, sure, I can program your mind. And we programmed his mind for something extraordinary. And we sent him to Joseph, sir, to learn karate, right? And to get black belt. That was the target. Now, getting black belt is not something extraordinary because thousands or lakhs of people have got black belt in the world. Now, the, the time duration an individual takes to get black belt could be an accelerated learning thing or could be a miraculous thing or could be something which which people cannot even believe that this is possible by a human being, right? So the, the thing is bursting the myths, like you rightly said. So how many months or years do you think uh, it would take somebody to get a black belt in karate? It would be usually minimum two years to four years, right? Minimum two years to four years is what it takes. And there might have been people who have got it in one year. But whenever I ask people, some people were like seven years, eight years, some people were six years, but three, four, two. Minimum though is two years was required. Anything less than two years was, was like unbelievable, right? So we said like, okay, let's target one year. Is one year going to be unbelievable? Still achievable, possible. Do you think, then I asked many people, do you think getting black belt in one year is possible? Some people said, yes, sir, if we give like very, very high effort, then it's, it's possible. But, but the possibility is like not very high. Then I asked people, is nine months possible? They said nine months, uh, maybe like one in a one in a lakh. Then I said, is six months possible? They said probably one in a million, <laughs> right? Uh, then I said, is four months possible? Then they said probably one in a crore. Then I said, is 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 like less than hundred days possible? They said, come on, sir, you're joking. And this young man by the name Fabin Jacob Matthew, from from Bangalore, was coached by Dr. Joseph for nine hours every day continuously and he got black belt in less than 90 days which is less than three months now this is really a miracle then right so <laughs> this this is the first one i have to say actually uh, so so yeah i think these four real life people so these are not uh, these are not mythologies these are real life people who are alive today people can talk to them people can interact with them so, uh, <laughs> right, a boy who was in anxiety, depression, today is a martial arts teacher in Bangalore, teaching many people. This is commendable, Rafi. And you are not just, you know, saving lives, you're transforming them. Yeah. Yeah. So this is beautiful. Many, see, many people teach NLP. So there was one of my students who gave a feedback after learning with two, three other NLP trainers. And she learned with me. She's one of the most uh, top most NLP uh, students that I've trained. In fact, the the best NLP trainer that I've trained, her name is Achila. Achila says, Rafi, others train and you transform. Precisely what you also said, uh, Som. So the other people are more interested in certifications and, and sharing knowledge of NLP. But people don't realize one thing. If they don't have the skill, the knowledge and the certifications are not going to be of any use. And if it's not going to make a sustainable change or difference in your life, then the, the knowledge and the certifications will just go under the carpet. So my humble request to people, whoever is listening to this interview, whoever wants to learn, focus first on building skills and bringing sustainable change within yourself and being genuinely interested in bringing changes to others. Then your certificate or your knowledge holds value. That's a very powerful message. And uh, I hope people have got the message clearly. <laughs> so, yeah, since we were talking about all these techniques and how people came out of their problems and all, 
how many types of phobias have you cured and what do you think is the root cause of all these fears and phobias that we carry all our life is it like something age old belief system or old conditioning primarily phobias there are two types of phobias right so one is called rational phobias other is called irrational phobia what is a rational phobia rational phobia is something probably you have had a past experience you've been bitten by a dog so you may be phobic towards a dog so there is a past incident attached to it so that could be one reason but come on what's your phobic reason towards a lizard a lizard is not going to bite you people scream looking at lizards people scream looking at cockroaches uh, right so that's that's irrational phobia uh, so phobias are basically rational and irrational fear if you want to give a definition for fear i would call it false emotions appearing real fear is nothing but a movie that an individual runs inside their head right by birth there are only two fears people get rest all is acquired the two fears one is fear of falling two is fear of loud sounds but these two are protective mechanisms of the human system right these two like suddenly you hear a loud sound your eardrum could get damaged so you you become fearful and you become aware about it and you just close your ears right you see like fear of falling from top you you protect yourself so these two are basic protective mechanisms when a child is born these two are the fears which is there in an individual after that all the fears fear of heights fear of uh, claustrophobic fear of water fear of ghosts fear of darkness fear of dogs fear of diving i worked with all of this right this is all acquired fears or acquired phobias so we take like less than half an hour to work with any sort of phobias so if you go into our youtube channel you will see Uh, multiple videos of me working with people and getting rid of uh, 20 years phobias 15 years phobias in like less than half an hour's time and fears fears is nothing but false emotions appearing real beautifully explained and i think people who still have the fears and phobias have got a clear idea about what uh, feelings they are inculcating within them and uh, just like you said like people as the common people they get lots of benefit with the help of nlp so right. do you think everyone at least once in their life should undergo an nlp program or just have the taste of it yeah i definitely believe in it because nlp has got the potential to enhance your brain potential and your performance and your life so simple thing i will say if you don't want change in your life don't try magic of change in nlp that's again a very powerful message <laughs> that's all and and one more thing i'll say in the workshops that i do we don't use any powerpoint presentation there are many trainers who use lots of ppts and people will be bored to see ppts right i say that powerpoint is not important your point has to be powerful so uh, as you mentioned previously that there are lots of nlp trainers in the market who Correct. provide master trainer certificate within just 3 days however you take 5 days for the basic course then mid level days uh, mid level course for 10 days and finally after selection and only after the student is ready then you take them for the uh, train the trainer course Correct, yeah. and in that only after they pass a rigorous tough exam they get certified so why yeah. is that so such a long process whereas comparatively there are so many trainers in the market who give certificate within just 3 or 5 days see it's very simple right bruce lee said this you start learning karate after you get black belt <laughs> i'm sure many people might not have understood this 
at the first instance <laughs> right they would not have understood it see today people are not interested in developing solid foundations or skills so i will tell you there are primarily some core skills of nlp some of the core skills of nlp is peak performance state of mind calibration skills john grunder says calibration is the mother of all skills pattern detection skills rapport skills and state elicitation skills now how do you expect somebody to be good at a pattern detection or a calibration in 3 days because it's an ongoing skill how do you expect somebody to be an olympic gold medalist in 3 days of practicing swimming or running how do you expect somebody to be an iim teacher after learning an online mba course how do you expect somebody to a professor in aims after doing just an mbbs is it possible not possible so if every other field where top teachers and top coaches and trainers go through rigorous trainings and learnings and examinations i believe it is required for nlp also and the people who are doing 3 day programs and producing trainers are sub standardizing the quality of nlp diluting the the power of this field and producing broiler chickens into the market which doesn't have any nutritional value we produce extraordinarily extraordinarily groomed country chickens which are strong which are nutritional in value and which has got more effect to the human body and human mind and which are not harmful it is harmless the harm that the broiler chickens can cause because these 3 days people who get trained in 3 days are going out into the world they are proclaiming trainers and they are playing with people's minds i personally cannot accept it. yeah it may fetch quick money it may fetch quick fame but it won't last long right thank you so much for clarifying that you have been mentored and coached by some of world's famous nlp trainers and you yourself have so many years of experience so right. what is that one takeaway or learning you got and would like to share with us that nobody can get anywhere else the the most profound thing that i can tell people is i take people to a level of state of mind which is called peak performance state of mind once they reach that state of mind it is like a magic pill it's like an automatic pill it will resolve all the problems by itself when i say all the problems your anxieties fears phobias anger issues uh, uh, many of the overthinking problems stress health problems indecisiveness once an individual reaches the highest of peak performance state then they are done that's what i believe and that's something which i condition people which they don't get anywhere and this magic pill the peak performance state of mind it's not something which they come and i wave a magic wand and and they get it no <laughs> we take through exercises and processes specific processes and games to help them reach that level and once you reach there then you are done for life then you don't need rafi you don't need any more workshops you are on your own so helping people to reach there is my core area of expertise that's profound that's really profound yeah, yeah. now now the short answer question so rafi who is your favorite author professor richard weisman okay 
and what is your favorite book that you have read till now uh my voice will go with you uh that's a book by sydney rosen uh the book is about the teaching tales of dr milton erickson so ravi what's your favorite hobby apart from talking to people and conducting workshops my favorite hobby is uh, there are two two hobbies which i have one is traveling uh two is reading so if not a behavioral scientist and nlp master trainer then what would rafi be what would rafi be if if rafi would not have become this interesting question rafi would have been a uh, would have would have been a theater artist oh so you love theater yeah i was i was a i was a drama artist and i was a, a district level uh, best male artist uh, in my school days out of almost 10000 students that's brilliant okay thank you so much for answering all my questions so patiently and so beautifully and in depth i'm sure our listeners have enjoyed a lot just like me and lots of insights too and lots of real case studies and you know transformations that you've brought to us so how can our listeners connect with you so they can connect with me by three ways the most easiest way is to drop me an email at uh, rafi at the rate nlp training world dot com uh, with the subject line as reference uh, intensify humanity interview or podcast and whatever they want to get in touch with me for the second option which they can get in touch with me is through my uh, linkedin page if they search mohammad rafi tf uh, they would find me in linkedin and also facebook they can find me mohammad rafi tf they can follow me in instagram at magical rafi that's my id at the rate magical rafi they can follow me in instagram i can also give my personal number uh, it's absolutely fine with me because i know that only genuine people uh, would want to get in touch they can send me a whatsapp message or a telegram message whatsapp would be preferable and then i would i would call them back once i am free my number would be 88918 945 88 and i would also request all the listeners to subscribe to my youtube channel magic of change if you go to youtube i would request you to subscribe if you liked the interview and if you found value from this you can get valuable learnings through my channel uh, regularly so uh, thank you so much once again som for the opportunity and i must tell you this is this is the first podcast interview that i am are uh, doing in my life i've done television interviews for some news channels in the past but uh, the first time in a podcast series uh, i have uh, i'm doing it for the first time there have been at least four or five people who have approached me for the interview uh, i don't know why i i thought that i must uh, give this to you the first because i think you are the first person who asked me Thank you so much Rafi once again for coming to my show Intensify Humanity and um, I wish you all the best for your upcoming workshops and you transform more and more lives Super so I want to do one last thing before yeah. you end it Yeah uh, usually you interview people let's do one reverse interview question Okay sure <laughs> Right uh so what is the reason that uh, you wanted to interview me Okay so there are lots of influencers and uh, leaders out there who are you know excellent in their own domains but right. when i came across nlp and uh, 
I wanted to learn about it because I was really intrigued by its techniques and everything. And I attended your workshop and it was completely out of the world because I saw people change in front of my eyes. And it was one of the best workshops in that domain where you transform people's minds on spot. Right. right. And it was not just thinking pattern, but it was also like people changing people's feelings, like people coming out of depression, stress, anxiety, and all these things. Right. So I saw the authenticity in you. And uh, I thought that no, this message has to go out in the world. Right, right. So that is the reason I thought that is the reason I, my podcast is all about that bringing out people who have gone through extreme challenges in life, but they did not give up. Right. And instead they bounced back and they are transforming lives in the world. So you are one of them. And I thought that this story has to come out. And the more and more people will listen to it, the more lives would be transformed or at least they will get inspired to do something uh, on their life. Sure. The pleasure is mine. Thank you so much once again for interviewing. And I, I wish you all the very best and all the success uh, in your future endeavors and all the interviews that you do in the future. Uh, may, may the universe and the, and the supreme power give you more blessings to do the great work that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rafi. Thank you once again. Thank you for tuning into my show. That was Mohammed Rafi. A simple, humble yet passionate NLP master trainer who is transforming lives through his Magic of Change initiative, thus intensifying humanity. I hope you found this episode inspirational. 